Good morning, it's Daniel Happy, uh, and welcome. This is going to be a very different uh, audio recording than I did in the past. This is not going to be a liturgy of the word, but rather a recording and conversation with me. I am actually in the car. I'm on my way to uh, class. I'm a university student, and um, yeah, I'm just going to be in conversation. But again, before I start, I would like to first acknowledge the land in which that I'm on, uh, the treaty lands in which... Uh, not only um, in which indigenous peoples have been uh, caretaking for a very, very long time. Uh, and as a uh, indigenous uh, treaty member, as we all are, we have to uphold our own part as well in that treaty. Uh, I'd like to acknowledge that this land is the traditional territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nations, of the Anishkanabek, the Wendat, the Haudenosaunee, the Chippewa Chippewa peoples. Um, and together um, with the Mississaugas of, of the Credit, we hope to have this uh, dialogue and conversation with one another, especially now uh, in this time of Canadian history, as we continue to find, uh, not find, because uh, that's the wrong word, but as we continue to um, go through and, and, and look at our, our history and um, start to claim uh, the graves of indigenous children that have died in our residential schools. Right now, I don't know if you can hear me uh, clearly. I hope you can. Uh, we have uh, some nice rain that's happening, and you are on the seat next to me, so hopefully this recording is uh, is well done. Um, and why am I talking? Uh, I guess I just wanted to share a little bit more about myself and some of my experiences uh, and maybe share with you. Uh, some of the things uh, that I'm, I have, I've seen and come to come to understand. Uh, I am a white European male, and that ha- comes with a lot of privileges, in which that I uh, try my best to recognize and understand. And um, I started working at a new restaurant uh, this throughout the pandemic, uh, a Chinese restaurant, and. Um, Seeing how different customers react to me versus react to my boyfriend who also works there or uh, others that are at the, at the restaurant that are not white are very interesting. You, you, you see the racism that uh, is very much prevalent uh, in, in many people. Um, and I, that kind of has been guiding my, my reflection and my prayer life recently that, you know, when I go to a restaurant and, and, and I'm taking orders, People are nicer to me. People are more respecting to me, and they do make comments about, uh, you know, my boyfriend who has an accent is also taking orders, or they do uh, make snark comments towards the owners of a restaurant. Um, you know, when we talk about God and our faith, uh, and especially when we talk about minority communities and the intersectionality, right? It's like my boyfriend is a gay, a Latino, or Latinx person. Um, deals with a lot more issues and a lot more um, problems than I do uh, and the way that people treat him is very different than the way they treat me even though they were both part of one minority group he has this secondary uh, 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 thing that people look towards as a negative thing right um, so yeah uh, I think um, when people listen to my podcast especially this one here I want you to understand that you are loved by God and that God has a way different way of thinking. You know, sometimes when we're part of a, you know, minority communities, especially within the Catholic faith, 
uh, can either do one or two things. Number one, either reject the Catholic faith completely because it puts them into that minority community. Hence, a lot of queer communities who are not, a lot of uh, queer people who would identify as Catholic uh, will go to mass and so on because they don't feel safe. Uh, but then we have this other side where uh, there's other minority communities that would uh, cling on to the Catholic faith for hope and for guidance because they feel that they're loved maybe in this only one experience. Um, so when they intersect, it becomes quite difficult and, and it becomes quite under, uh, interesting to understand. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about uh, my week. I hope you're doing well. I don't know who's listening to my podcasts. Uh, at, uh, send me an email uh, I had listed my email in the previous uh, uh, audio recording send me an email, let me know that you're listening let me know what you want to hear more of um, coming up there is there is meant to be a conference at a local Catholic um, elementary uh, local Catholic school board actually one of the schools in the in our, uh, in our board is trying to plan a uh, Catholic uh, LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus conference uh, sorry, 2S LGBTQ uh, S conference, um, and the conference is uh, going to is supposed to take place in October during uh, uh, LGBTQ plus uh, History Month. Uh, during this time, um, this conference we will be having Father James Martin as one of the speakers. I say we because I have been helping with that planning. But right now, the school board has put a pause in all planning of this conference. Uh, because the Archdiocese here uh, has an, have an issue with this conference and they're kind of stepping into a, a board uh, event as if they need to be a, as if they need to approve uh, the event which is not the case um, so I ask you for your prayers for our queer students as they navigate you know their life as students going through a, a Catholic system and uh, help me pray that, that, that they feel that they're loved even though that you know, they may not be loved by our school board, they may not be loved by uh, some people in our diocese, but they're ultimately loved by God, and that's something that we need to focus on. Uh, what else can I talk about on this drive? Because I don't want to touch my phone. I uh, started the recording uh, before I left, so um, I'm not touching my phone until I stop. So I have a few more minutes before I get to my university. Uh, maybe I'll tell you a little bit about my studies. So, um, I am a religious studies major. I'm going into teaching. Uh, religious studies gives you a uh, almost an outsider view of the faith, of any faith tradition. So what I mean by outsider is someone who is not of the faith. So uh, an atheist, agnostic, even uh, someone else of a different faith tradition who studies uh, Christianity. So a friend of mine um, who uh, is Muslim and his favorite uh, form of study is understanding Christianity. Uh, so it's just... Um, Yes, religious studies is very broad, very different. It's definitely not theology. And it's good that it's not theology because it gives a different perspective into faith traditions that I'm not maybe used to. Um, so, yeah, I'm in my last year right now. I'm heading there now. I have a class this morning. Um, and, um, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you, uh, whoever's listening. Um, I think um, one other thing that uh, I would like to say is you are loved like I can't say that enough uh, right now a lot of people do not feel loved because of the pandemic you know they, they don't feel um, this human connection uh, they feel distant from 
Uh, there's people who, you know, have not been able to go to church or their place of worship in order to uh, have this sense of the divine that they really could feel anywhere, including in their home, but they haven't had that, uh, that comfort. Um, and there's people that continue to deal with depression and anxiety and have that part of their daily life. And there's people who are stuck at home in homes that are not safe, that, you know, maybe they're outing, uh, going to school, that, you know, they're doing online now at home, that outlet is no longer available. So I'm thinking about them, and I ask you to pray for them uh, during this time. Uh, together, let's pray for all those uh, who, are, who are dealing with issues right now. We all are, including myself. Um, let's pray that God continues to guide us uh, and show His love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord God, I ask you to continue to guide our hearts and our minds and our souls. I ask you to continue to give us hugs throughout the day. In times that we feel down, in times that we feel uh, that we are alone, send us a reminder that you are always there. At times in which that we make other people feel alone, isolated, or that we may fail to do your will, that we fail to be like you. Lord God, we ask you for your guidance and your pardon. We ask this through Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, uh, right now I'm stopped in bumper-to-bumper traffic, so I'm able to end the recording, and I hope you have an, an amazing day. And remember to always, always know that you're loved, and to show God's love to everyone, doesn't matter who they are, even if they're the bigots that... Uh, that is mean to you show them love to kill them with kindness hello and welcome to a uh my podcast uh, it's daniel happy here and it's been a while since i've done a episode and right now i am actually driving home from uh school i go to uh university and um i'm using uh, headphones so i'm not uh holding my phone while driving um, but I am recording now because if I don't do it now, I feel like uh, it's going to be too long before I do another episode. Uh, so again, before I start, like always, um, I would like to acknowledge the land that I'm on. I'm right now driving. Uh, and as I'm driving, I'm looking at the roads and understanding that this is all something that has been taken. And I acknowledge that this land uh, was the tr- is the traditional territories of the Anishkanabek, the Wendat, the Haudenosaunee, the Chippewa, Chippewa peoples. I understand this also is the home of the Mississaugas of Korea First Nation, who are the current uh, part of the current treaty holders. And us, as those who drive and work and go to school on this land, we are also called to uphold that part of that treaty and work towards, uh, right now especially, working uh, to work towards truth and reconciliation. I understand that I have not done the best, of, uh, have not been the best person that I could be in regards to working towards truth and reconciliation. I'm, um, and as I challenge you and I challenge myself in saying that we need to learn more uh, from our indigenous uh, siblings and learn how we can be better uh, for um, to work towards a better future with our indigenous siblings. Uh, so hello and welcome. Um, so uh, normally, you know, I, I've said in my very first of my podcasts that there would be two kind of types of uh, podcasts. One would be just like a normal conversation, and second would be like a liturgy of the word. Uh, this is going to be a normal conversation just because I don't have, um, I'm not able to read the liturgy while I am driving. Um, so yeah, welcome. Uh, right now, school has been 
a disaster and I think many can empathize with me if they're not in school maybe work has been a little bit more difficult because of COVID-19 um, right now as much as you know things are kind of going we, we, we've started to like normalize our lives um, maybe not, obviously not go back to normal because we're still in a pandemic but we have normalized the sense of life and it comes with co- what I what, what people know as COVID fatigued. I do not feel passionate. I don't feel passionate um, for, for example, this blog that I haven't done in a while. I haven't feel passionate for my schoolwork. And my schoolwork is something that I usually do take pride in. Um, and yet I've been really behind to the point where I'm almost failing my courses. Thank God I have professors that are empathetic and willing to work with me uh, to hand in things super late. Um, but again... COVID has done this to me and I, I feel like it's done done this to a lot of people. You know, my pastor this weekend on Sunday, part of the homily, talked about feeling asleep and right now we're called to kind of just wake up and and kind of get back to who we are. Um, and I think that I would kind of edit that type of statement in saying that let's be the best that we could be. You know, I, I don't want to be who I was before the pandemic because I have changed because of the pandemic. And if, if, if I didn't learn anything from the pandemic, then like I, at least at least the least thing that we can do is learn something from the pandemic. I've learned, number one, that there are shitty people out there that, don't care, that only care about themselves uh, and kind of weeded out those type of people in my life, those who, are not, uh, who refuse to get vaccinated, those who refuse to listen to our healthcare workers uh, and listen to health, uh, health and safety um, I'm glad that I'm able to point those people out of my life and kind of distance myself. That was a blessing. That's something I've learned through COVID. Another thing that I've learned is that it's okay to care for yourself. And right now, if you speak to any doctor, um, the rise in cases of people dealing with uh, mental health uh, challenges um, is insane. And it's and it's this large amount of stress and anxiety and depression is something that we're living through and something that we need guidance on you know we need to be okay with asking for help and I'm saying this as someone who has not asked for help always I'm saying this as someone who maybe should go see a psychologist every once in a while to have conversations and it's okay and I and I, as I start navigating that for myself I ask you my listeners did have you done that and I'm assuming that there are listeners. I, I wonder if there is. But even this type of conversation, as I verbalize it, it's helping me. One thing that I kind of wanted to talk about in regards to the Catholic world is this feeling of um, not good enough. And it's so cliche, and we hear it all the time. Of you know, we complain and saying that we're not worthy, but you know, in our brains and our heads, we know that God makes us worthy, but yet we still feel this unworthiness. Or this Catholic guilt that we have. You know, as a queer Catholic, I feel this Catholic guilt a lot. And I know a lot of other people do. We need to find a way to move away from that. As a queer Catholic, I feel guilt that should not even be there. Because, you know, the world and the church has told me that I should feel guilty for loving my boyfriend. For, um being in a relationship but no I don't need to feel guilty and um, and right now I don't I don't feel guilty 
but I know so many people that do and they put themselves down and are scrupulous and are very angry at themselves because of it. It scares me that I was at that point, that in the past I was like that. And I pray for those who are in those stages of accepting who they are, accepting their sexuality. Um, I know that God is with them in that, like God is with you. Um, one thing that I've been trying to do, I, I've taken a course this year on um, religion in the feminist lens and it, it opened my eyes to understanding God in um, a very different way. Us as Catholics, because of God's relationship with Jesus, we have gendered God as a male, as this, you know, this white guy with a beard and white curly hair. You know, God is not that. God God is not just that. Um, God is, like, if, if God is all the omnis, if God is omnipotent, omnipresent, and and like it's something that we cannot understand with the human mind therefore we cannot limit god to a specific gender or uh, or expression um and i think once we kind of understand that we can kind of broaden our prayer and and learn to pray differently and with our different siblings that there are around the world so what i mean by that is and the reason why i'm saying that is often when we talk about divinity or the divine me being a white european male i'm able to kind of, when I have to think about being Christ-like or being like God or trying to um, be better uh, in order to be, like, you know, take learn from God, I'm able to envision myself versus, you know, my females around me and people of color uh, and my friends of, of color within the church find it a little bit more difficult to associate themselves with the divine sometimes because this constant image we get is this white Jesus and white God and white male God. Uh, so, I've been praying with God as mother and I think, you know, it, it's kind of helped my journey. Um, my dad and my relationship with my father has always been a little bit rocky and a little bit cold. And, um, you know, whenever my dad gets mad, I, I kind of, it triggers me and I, and I kind of just freeze. And so when I think of God, the father, I've always kind of felt scared or, um, distant even though like I know God the Father is all loving I have always been still this little bit reserved and and fearful when I say God the uh, God the Father but when I hear God God as mother God the mother a motherly motherly figure I am feeling a little bit more warmth inside I'm feeling a little bit more cared I feel a little bit more safe and in prayer that's what we need to be because we need to feel safe need to feel uh, validated we need to feel loved you know it's okay not to feel that sometimes in prayer because obviously you know we're all have our ups and downs but I guess something that kind of helps us on that road is to understand that we are loved and and, and and believe that we are loved and that comes with this this notion that God is for us and, and, and not against us and that means that sometimes when we pray, we may use different gender pronouns, we may use different experiences of the divine in order to be connected to the divine itself. But yeah, so that's a little bit of my reflection and Catholic conversation for my podcast today. I know it's kind of a little bit loosey-goosey, um, but it's because I haven't done a podcast in a while. I promise you I will be doing a Liturgy of the Word um, one, once during Advent, so you will have a liturgy up. And we will also have a liturgy for Christmas Eve. Uh, 
um, and I will post that as well, um, because it's during this time where people feel, um, this longing to feel connected to the church, but unsafe, or don't feel safe to attend sometimes. Uh, this has been Daniel Happy, and, uh, thank you for listening to my podcast. Um, if you have any suggestions, uh, for future podcast themes or questions you want me to talk about or topics you'd like me to discuss, um, you can, uh, email me at, um, Daniel, uh, danielhappy at gmail.com. Um, or, uh, if you do know who this is and I send this to you directly, you can email me directly or you can send me a, a message directly and I can, um, have a conversation about that. Um, one thing that has also happened actually before I end this podcast is I was able to help in the very first, um, Catholic conference for our Catholic school board in the area. And I, for the first time, shared with 90 students plus staff more um, that I'm gay and I am Catholic and I am scared to be a Catholic educator and I was able to share with them that that feeling I was able to share with them that you know I was ashamed of being queer and I was ashamed and I was able to share my story for the first time in that big space and it was so validating. It felt like I was on air. It made me feel like not only God loves me, but he's using me in a way that is profound, in a way that's going to make a difference because I can share this experience of mine in order for people to feel loved. Yeah, so um, that happened. Um, And I encourage, if you are only... and if you are only, if you believe that you're safe, only if you are safe in, 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 in where you are in life, that, uh, you're safe to do so, um, uh, share your story. If you feel safe, share your story. If you do not feel safe at this moment because, you know, you're in, not in a safe environment and you can't be fully out, that's fine too. And, and, and that's validated. But if you're able to be out and, and, and feel safe, share your story with people because, the lack of, of hearing, you know, being faithful and being religious and being, uh, and being queer is something that is not said and people can't empathize with and, and people don't feel like they belong. And I think, you know, being like being queer oftentimes makes me feel like I'm not, I don't belong in the church because, you know, there's this, there is a lot of lack of better word crap that the church has done. And the queer community have always challenged uh, challenged the church in that, which I love. Um, but I, but basically, I kind of feel judged by some of my queer friends for being Catholic. And then in the Catholic world, obviously, I do feel judged for being queer and and, and living out my sexuality um, in that way. So um, by sharing our queer Catholicness uh, and sharing our, uh, and our queer Christianity and queer theology, I think we can. Uh, make people feel at home and welcome and validated. So do that if you can. If you feel safe, please do that. Um, Thank you for listening. It's been Daniel Happy, and I will be posting uh, another blog episode soon.